Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Washake and Daniel. Oh, it's October. Yes, it is. October the 2nd. Chill in the air. I think I'm making chili this weekend because it's, I don't know, fall. It's not 80 degrees anymore. My wife made chili the other night. Mm, it was so good. We make it with a little uh, sweet potato. Chop up sweet potato, throw it in. Very paleo, even though we're not really paleo. Cool, I guess, if you want to ruin your chili. Hey, uh, my race was canceled, so there you go. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the one that I was trying to go to New Mexico to, to run, so can't can't run that anymore. Writing was on the wall for that one. But Gosh, so way to hold out. I was trying. I mean, I'm trying. So I'm trying. Still trying to find one. I'm 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 resolved. I will find one. All right, next let's, year. <laughs> I, I want to go through a couple housekeeping uh, odds and ends. First of all. Uh, we threw in a little uh, what we call now a side hustle spotlight. Um, that was really organic. Uh, just a friend of ours who lost her job and got after it, making some extra change. I loved it. Uh, it's gotten some great feedback from that. So we're going to keep doing that. If you have a side hustle and you want to bring some attention to it, uh, because not only did uh, did I think listeners enjoy that, but uh, Ashley saw orders up uh, considerably. <laughs> Poor Sean, her husband's out in the garage. He's like, <laughs> he, text, he messaged me the other day. He's like, son of a, what are you doing? Anyways. Um, so Sorry, Sean. If, yeah, no, it's great, though. If you've got to, and they're, look, and they're trying to make money for the job she lost, and their, their kids got an opportunity to go play baseball in the Florida. I mean, it's just, on, it's awesome. So anyways, so if you've got a side hustle, what we want to do is every once in a while uh, throw an interview in there, and and we'll we'll stretch it out. The other feedback I got was that there was a million questions. People, like, well, how'd she go about this? How's she collecting money? Yada yada. You know, people are genuinely interested in this stuff. So we're gonna do more of that. Again, you got a side hustle? Shoot us an email podcast at diymoney.org. That's podcast at diymoney.org. We'll set up a, an interview. We'll talk about your side hustle. We'll give you some link love, all that goodness. Um, Daniel, you still doing stuff on Insta or what? What's going on? I, yeah, I, we've I, had a boy a flurry of really good uh, coffee talks here recently. We had uh, Jen Hemphill from Her Dinero Matters, which is a bilingual uh, money podcast. Um, really good there, and we got some really exciting guests coming up this month in the month of October. Uh, so you're going to want to tune in. Generally, those are going to be on Friday. We got one coming up on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, trying a different time slot because we did get a little bit of feedback that not everybody can tune in on a Friday afternoon, even though everyone's working from home. What's the deal? Uh, so just watch out for those. Um, yeah, just some fun ones coming up. A lot of a lot of cool, diverse guests. All right, super. Well, we've got a great question today, um, and I'll give you I'll give you the uh, uh, the clue in that um, if if you are sort of in the camp where you are are making some considerable financial progress or have a a, a, a decision that needs to be made, you'll you'll kind of bump up to the top of the queue. Hopefully we're doing the question I'm thinking about. Is this the refi question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I was confused so, there for a minute. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty no, vague. No, so, sorry. Sorry. Well, I was kind of, yeah, it took me a long way. Anyways, uh, who's the gentleman's name again? His name's Larry. Larry. All right. This is a great question. And I think uh, one that 
there is some general rule. Sorry to kick you down. <laughs> There's some general rule of thumb that kicked him under the table. We're playing a little footsie here. Uh, that we want to bash because, as Daniel said, he does not like the the general rules of thumb. I'd like to know where that came from. Rule of thumb. Let's oh, look, we're gonna have to Google let's that look now. That up. Anyways, all right. What do you got, Larry? DIY. I am 49 years old and live in Fredericksburg, Virginia. My question deals with mortgage refinancing. I am considering refinancing my current 30-year fixed-rate mortgage if I can get a lower interest rate. My current interest rate is 3.875%. My credit union is offering fixed 30-year mortgage rates at around 3.375%. When is it worthwhile to refinance an existing mortgage, especially since there would also be closing costs involved? I've heard that it's worthwhile to refinance if a homeowner can get an interest rate between 50 and 75 basis points lower than their current mortgage interest rate. Is that true? That was an abrupt finish. Is that true? Is That's that not true? abrupt. Well, okay. Let's. Uh, this is a great question. We're in an environment right now where interest rates are... Uh, very, very low. A lot of people have an opinion. Hey, they're not going to go any lower. Now's the time. Others are saying, well, geez, why, why, you know, they could go to one, two. You know, you never know. They kind of have a floor in there, though. It seems like there's been some collaboration among the mortgage um, uh, lenders out there to kind of put a three percent floor. What, where, where do you, where do you, where do you tell Larry here uh, from your side of the table here, Daniel? So generally speaking, that fifty to seventy-five basis points, and uh, for those that you know, don't speak math terms. Uh, basis point is uh, 0.01 of a percent. So when we say 50 basis points, it's half a percent. 75 basis points is three quarters of a percent. That's usually kind of mathematically around the time uh, that you end up covering some of the closing costs, etc. And that's why that's why that rule of thumb, if you will, sort of exists, is, is until you get to that threshold, uh, generally you're not going to save enough in interest. The mistake that people sometimes will make is they'll sort of run the math, but then forget in some way, shape, or form that you are extending the term of your mortgage in a lot of cases. So um, if you have a 30-year mortgage, but you've lived there for about five years, you run the math on a new 30-year mortgage with your current balance, assuming you're not taking any money out. Please don't take any money out. Um, uh, that's not probably part of the debt payoff plan. But if you go from a 25 years left on your mortgage to a a new 30-year mortgage, you're basically extending the original term from 30 years to 35 five years. You following me there? So your payment will naturally go down. Uh, so in that instance, it looks like you're saving money, but you're not effectively saving money. You're lowering your monthly payment, but extending out the term. So you can't really take that apples to apples comparison. What I would generally recommend is look at the amount of interest uh, that you are going to be paying on your new uh, loan compared to the amount of interest you're paying currently on your current loan and see what the difference is there. Uh, take that difference and look at the closing costs that you're paying and figure out how many months of that difference in interest it's going to take you to uh, add up to the closing cost effectively. So you're you're basically trying to, what you're calculating is your payback period is what it's called. The amount of time it takes to basically pay you back in savings for the closing costs that you paid out of pocket. Now, there are some programs where it'll be zero closing costs. Uh, I don't know how prevalent those still are today, but what you see is you'll go to certain banks and they'll say, you know, you can refi with zero closing costs, et cetera, et cetera. What they do is 
it's not actually zero closing costs. They increase the interest rate a little bit. You don't see them increase it, but let's say the bank across the street is offering you a, a 3.25% interest rate. The bank that's doing no closing costs is going to do a no closing cost um, refinance at 3. Let's say four zero, and the difference between those interest rates is effectively the bank covering the closing costs for you. So you're going to pay it one way or another, uh, those closing costs. But if you can if you can kind of run that math, what you are saving and what closing costs you paid, if any, and then figure out how many months it's going to take you, ensure that based upon your current financial plan and your current goals in life, that you're going to be at the house at least that long uh, to pave that back, those closing costs. And then from there, you're just saving money. Square roots of any two sides of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side. Oh, George, Rapture, I've got a brain. Wow, that was good. Okay, you... you that was you, a lot of math, sorry. Well, it's you hard notched, to illustrate. No, you notched off a lot of things that I had written down here. I think it's critical. A lot of people... I see this in auto loans a lot. It just drives me insane. They're like, oh, well, turned so-and-so car in, and uh, now my payment's lower. And I go, well, what's your total balance? And they're like, well, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's so, okay, your payment's lower, but you now you're negative equity in an automobile and you've extended your years out from you know two years left to five years total so that's huge I, I think the reality there is Larry you've got to do the math and and the reality is is if you're working with a lender you can ask these questions what's my break-even point meaning how many years um, do I need to to sort of be paying this to to make up for the closing cost to where you really start saving money they they will be able to tell you that if you can't figure it out yourself. And then again, as Daniel said, you have to look at the calculation of the total interest that you're going to be uh, paying. And and that's your real number. That was what I was going to uh, mention here. I've got written down. That's the real number. I would also encourage you to look at a 15. A lot of times there's a dramatic difference between a 15 and a 30. Your payment might not uh, change, so I don't know if you're doing this for cash flow purposes or whatnot. But if your if your payment is the same, but you've lopped off a few years, that can be a big difference as well. So again, let me say that I would just inquire what's the 15 year fixed rate, um, and then and then potentially look at that payment. The payment itself may not be lower than your 30 that, that you have or that you have left, but your interest amount could be considerably less um, because, again, you're you're uh, shortening that payment term. There's a, there's a terminology out there. You kind of pay your interest on the front end. Uh, people don't really know what that means. What that means basically is if you have a $100,000 loan and a 5% interest, I know you're on five, but just bear with me. Uh, you know, year one, that's $5,000 thousand dollars in interest. Uh, if you let's say pay a thousand dollars off, now you're at ninety nine thousand the next year, your interest is four thousand and you know, whatever, seven hundred and fifty dollars. I'm throwing numbers out here, but you get my gist. That interest amount comes down very, very slowly in the beginning. It isn't until later on that it accelerates and you're paying more and more principal. That's kind of the reverse of compound interest. Well I'll be darned Again, only thing I would consider, look at the 15, do the math. The only other thing I like to do is if you do the math and you say, wow, this 30 makes a lot of sense, if your cash flow hasn't isn't in need, you're doing this just because you're being prudent, which bravo to you, I think you can look at still paying the same amount. 
on your mortgage. This is personal preference, depends on your goals, if in fact you want to be paying off your mortgage, etc. But let's say that your mortgage payment was down $200, $250. If that doesn't impact your, meaning if, if currently paying your mortgage isn't a terrible cash flow drain, consider paying the same amount you're paying now. That additional amount goes right to principal and would obviously take down that uh, principal balance in a, in a faster uh, faster methodology or faster way or whatever faster it'll take it down faster there you go uh, I don't know you got anything else for Larry that was good no yeah I agree with that the spread right now between you know 1520s and 30s uh, the, the, when I say that I mean the difference in interest rates is pretty low so refinancing into that 30 keeping the payment um, the same meaning that you're paying extra to principal is probably the way to go for most people again you want to kind of take a look at your own financial plan see what makes sense there but larry you are correct around that half a percent to three quarters of a percent difference between what you have now on your loan and the new interest rate is typically about the the point at which it starts to make sense for people but look at it for you and don't necessarily trust the guy who's selling you the mortgage do your own math because they have a vested interest in refining you into the new one okay larry that was great um I, I'm going to drop a can of worms that will will open maybe another time, Daniel. I don't know if I told you this. I just paid off a commercial loan. That was the only thing we had with a HELOC. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> uh, so anyways, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I'll only do that because I, I know that there's people listening that, that kind of have those things as well. And they're like, oh, wait a second. What did he do? What did he do? Anyways, we'll talk about that another time. All right, Larry, excellent question. We'll be sending a $25 Amazon gift card. We really appreciate that. If you're new to the show, where you been, first of all. But no. Second of all, yes, we're still taking questions. We do this is how the whole the whole show is is uh is driven. So send us your questions, podcast at DIYmoney.org. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. If we use them on the show, we'll send you a $25 gift card. Check out Daniel and all that he's doing on the Insta, DIY.money. And if you're still on the Facebook, join the DIY tribe. Remember, friends secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.